What's up, Uncle Drew? What's up? How are you? Good. How you doing? Oh, wait, I just I asked you. All right, never mind. Um, you ready for this? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally ready. Yes, I am too. I hope so. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start us off. My friend can edit this part out, but um, I'm just going to start us off, okay? Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Nothing But Nolan podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. We got a great show planned for y'all. Welcome back to another episode, guys. Thank you for joining us. I have a special guest, or I just have a guest, whatever you want to say. Um, a guest on who, a uh, very special, funny person. Um, and why don't you introduce yourself, guest? Well, hi, I'm Uncle Drew, Nolan's uncle. And I'm very, very excited to be here because I'm a big fan of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, I really, hey, just want to say before we start, I really appreciate you uh, coming on and everything like that. I think this is going to be really fun. Oh, I do too. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So let's just get started. Uncle Drew, how, how's your week going? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. We had a lot of snow lately, and so that meant some extra shoveling. But uh, otherwise, it's it's been nice this week. Yeah. I was talking about uh, to my friend Micah about this uh, episode ago where – has there ever been a week where it felt like it went really fast? Because I feel like on more, most normal work weeks, it always feels very slow. Like maybe a vacation week, it feels like it went fast. Do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. We were uh, on vacation uh, mm-hmm. just last weekend, and we were. it was a very short one. It was just kind of a long weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it felt like it went by in an hour. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, just because it was, it was vacation. We left on Thursday. We came back on Sunday. And honestly, it felt like we had been gone for half a day. Yeah. Flew by. Huh. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a funny part of, I think, American culture in general is that not saying not saying everyone in America works super hard. And that's not a diss to anyone. And just like in Spain, they have siestas and stuff like that. I think in other parts of the world, relaxation is kind of key, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, you know, it's it's different in different parts of this country, too, I've noticed. So, for example, in, in the Midwest, um, it, it seems that there are a lot of people who, families who, who take vacations maybe just once or twice a year. Like, they will plan a vacation, maybe a big one in, in the summertime, yeah. and they'll be gone for two weeks. And then they'll come back, and then they maybe won't take a whole lot of other vacation time the rest of the year, whereas... I've found like my friends who, who live out West and on the West coast approach it a little bit differently where they will take, you know, maybe 15 different little mini vacations or trips during the year by maybe just taking Thursday or Friday off and doing it into a weekend and, and get, I don't know what, what seems to me what would feel like a lot more travel and vacation time as opposed to condensing it all into that two week period. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Sorry, my, my cat came in my room. I'm going to get him out. We'll edit this part out. But let me. Okay, no worries. All right. Sorry about that. I'm back. Oh. Um, <laughs> no yeah. worries. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, what you about what you were saying. Um, with the whole vacation stuff. Yeah. It's definitely interesting to look at different, different cultural, uh, like not interpretation. Yeah. Just like of how we work, you know what I'm saying? Whatever work, maybe another, maybe school, actual work, stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of workplaces are flirting with the idea of a four day work week now. Yeah. That's and, and some have tried it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I'd like to see more of that. That sounds interesting to me. I, I mean, I got to have one because I got President's Day off. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Let's get started with our uh, top three. So this is our top three places you want to go. Um, I hope you, you chose some good ones. Also, I feel bad, Uncle Drew, because I, I forgot to say this could be um, like you go into space as like like the upper atmosphere. You can't go to like Mars or something, but like uh, that has to do with one of mine. But oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you that. Um, no, so no. Maybe, maybe your mind has changed. But uh, <laughs> let's just start off with what's your number three place you want to go? Number three place I want to go is Alaska. Ooh, um, I've never been to Alaska, and I'm curious about it. I definitely I, I, I enjoy seeing wildlife, and I've done that in other parts of the country and, and uh, some other parts of the world, but I've never been to Alaska, and uh, it appeals to me for a lot of reasons. You know, the, the vastness of it, the fact that there are so many places to go in Alaska that you cannot drive to. Yeah. Rather, you have to fly in on a float plane or, or a bush plane. And um, that appeals to me, the fact that there are amazing things to see in the summer. There are amazing things to see in the winter. And, and most of all, I think I'm, I'm really keen to visit uh, Katmai so I can see the bears at Brooks Falls. Oh, the yeah. bears are there fishing for salmon every summer. I think they do that in June and July. And uh, they're quite uh, accustomed to seeing human beings, as long as the human beings don't get too close. And yeah. you can stand there and watch the bears fish all day long. Yeah, that sounds and, great. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, that just that sounds like a lot of fun to me. A lot of fun to me. Yeah, definitely. My number three. Oh, let me tell you, talk more about yours. I feel like a lot. All right, don't take this the wrong way, okay? But I feel like Alaska is kind of just this um, this desolate kind of snowy just big chunk of like iceberg and there's like a few towns scattered around besides that there's not much i think that's just stereotypes though you know i'm sure it's beautiful my alaskan listeners but yeah to to me i think i just i need to go i, I can't really think of stereotypes or I, I need you know your own experience you know what i'm saying sure sure yeah well anyway my number three is the great country no well the great country and then city of uh, Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. Oh, interesting. Uh, seems really interesting. A few reasons. Just because I feel like the uh, the Middle East in general is a very, it's a very interesting place. And Dubai especially because it has the, um, okay, correct me, I, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if who knows this. But I think it has one of the tallest buildings in the world as of right now. So I think I would like to go up there and just kind of check out Dubai and stuff like that. Just like look around. Is that the uh, the Burj Khalifa? Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be really fun. And then just kind of exploring kind of that, that culture because um, do you, wait, I'm getting confused between the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. Those are different places. Yes, they are. And I, I think Dubai is in the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely Dubai would be my number three. What about you for your number dose? My number dose uh, is Japan. Ooh, and yeah. and I, I've never been to Japan. And it, I'm very curious about it. It uh, kind of in a different way than Alaska. It has a lot of different things to offer. Um, obviously, 
there's some amazing big cities to check out, you know, Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, there are some amazing uh, natural scenery to check out. Like if you were to go to Mount Fuji or some of, you know, the, the gardens and other, and other natural places. But the part that I am, I am most curious to see is um, the old part of Kyoto. Uh-huh. And if, if you if you're ever you know tooling around online looking at pictures from old Kyoto or sometimes they call it historic Kyoto I think it just looks otherworldly these intricate little well not little palaces in some cases yeah. and, and and but but the intricacy of the design of those buildings the architecture and then the way they are melded with nature around them such as these you know bodies of water and flowers and and um you know forests and things like that mm-hmm. and it makes it sound like it's a place that's more beautiful in the summertime but i've, I've seen pictures of it from the winter too and it is equally beautiful that's great and and i would really really love to go see it it's definitely my number deuce yeah yeah i think um it's definitely interesting thinking about what about you in um japan just how it it seems like this almost place of legends almost for me as an American. It just like, it seems like I don't know anyone who's been to Japan. Well, wait, you said you've been or you haven't? No, I have not been. Okay. Okay. That's, this is top of the places you, you want to go. It just seems like this place of kind of samurai, very high techy, beautiful mountains, cherry blossoms. It, it seems like a really cool place. Maybe, maybe me and you will go. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I'd be we down. should plan it out. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, next episode of the podcast will be in Japan. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. So uh, my number two is the ISS, the International Space Station. Oh, so, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I said this because – wait. Yeah. Wait. This is – okay. My number one is not going to seem that significant right then, but um, the International Space Station because um, – just just think about where you are for a second. You're above Earth. Literally, everyone's below you or above you, whatever you want to think. And you, I, would just, I just want the feeling of just, like, looking down and not, not being like, I, I'm the king of all these people. Just like, you know, we're not as big as we thought we were. You know, we're not as, like, we're not – there's still the whole other universe you can look out to and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? It would definitely instill some humility, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, but then – I've also heard of these space elevators they're building. They're literally, I do not like the idea of a space elevator. So you're telling me you're going to build just this really big tower and it it's pretty thin. It's not the biggest. Like, what if there's some wind or what if there's some guy who climbs up there and like slices it off and then, you're, then your tower falls into space? What are you going to do then? I have not heard of a space elevator. You haven't? No. Huh. Well, uh, check them out when you get the chance. Space elevator. But I would much rather go on a uh, the International Space Station. Oh, also more on this International Space Station. Um, it seems like I would have a lot of have to do a lot of training. So I just want to go on there as a tourist. I don't have to like if a ship goes down, I'm not going to be able to fix it. I just want to go on there as a tourist. You know what I'm saying? I understand, but you would probably still need some training just to yeah. know how to use the basic systems. For instance, obviously, you're going to have to be able to eat while you're up there. You're going to yeah. have to be able to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You're Walk going to have to be able to drink water and exercise and things. And mm-hmm. so I, I assume you'd probably still need quite a bit of training. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was my, uh, was I have my... a, I have a question about that one. Uh huh. How long 
would you want to stay up there? That's my first question about that one. And then I have a, a follow-up question after oh, you answer okay. this. How, how, long, how long would you want to be in the ISS? Um, okay, so I, you have to like relearn how to walk when you come back down if you stay up there for too long, if I'm not incorrect. Um, so I think maybe a – let's give it a week. Let's give it a week up there. Uh, and, and enjoy the experience. I feel like you were gone too long. Yeah. I like that idea. And so um, if you could have one album of music up there with you for that week that you are there, uh-huh. and only one, what okay. do you think you would take? Um, okay, yeah. So here's what I think. So have you heard of the, uh, the famous rapper, Kanye West? Yes, I have. All right, so there's uh, my favorite album of all time, probably. It's called uh, Graduation. Right. Um, and so you've you've seen it. I have the grad- a graduation poster hanging up in my room. And right. Let me just let me just describe it to you right now. It's um, it's Kanye, it's Kanye kind of on this kind of ship kind of thing, and he's like blasting off into the sky or space, whatever you want to think. And there's a bunch of people on the the ground on the um on the, 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 this planet or whatever, who are like celebrating him, not celebrating him per se, but just celebrating graduation. And basically the story behind this cover art is uh, there was the college dropout, right? Cause Kanye didn't go to college. And there was late registration where it was like, he, he lately registered to college, which he actually didn't. He never went to college. I think he did end up finishing college. And there was graduation which was the finale of the three where he, he lifts off into the world. And, one, and my favorite song of all time comes with that album, which is Homecoming. Which is a song I will. Sorry, am I talking too much or checking? No, this is good. Um, homecoming, where every time I'll come back from a vacation from Florida or California or wherever I do end up going, I don't go to that many places, but whenever I do come, end up coming back from a vacation, I will always play this homecoming song, which is all about how he loved, how much he loved Chicago. And I'll just be really happy because I'll be like, well, I was gone, but you know, I'm back home. And um, I'm, Homecoming is one of the last songs on the album. So I'd be like, I'd be, I, as I was going back down to earth, I think I would play homecoming just for the fact of, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Wait, what about you? What, what, what album would you have? Uh, you know, I think if I can only take one, I, one of my, one of my favorite albums, uh, now this goes back a bit mm-hmm. is by Cowboy Junkies. Oh, and they had a they had an album called the Trinity Session, mm-hmm. which is which is a very um, it's it's very slow and soulful and you know about a lot of different kinds of gritty elements of life and uh, there's some some people think it's got a lot of sadness to it uh, some people think it, it there's a lot of beauty in in the sadness that it describes and so mm-hmm. forth and I just I think that would be a really ethereal thing to listen to if I was up in the ISS for a week. Definitely. Yeah, I think space space as a whole it just makes you I, I, I think I really like this topic of just like not just being okay, this is gonna this is very humble, but I like the topic of me thinking that I'm humble. Like I just I this is this this sounds very humble. I like being humble. I just like thinking that I'm that there's more you know we're gonna go we're gonna go off for a second here, all right? So Uncle Drew. Yes. You ever been driving around a big city, right? You you've been there, right? All right, right. Uh huh. And you just kind of look around and look at the other people 
or you look into this at to the skyscrapers and you think, wow, all these people have their own lives with their own issues and own triumphs and everything like that. Then you kind of feel like it, the world doesn't really revolve around you. It's just you're part of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I think that's um, that's what I'm thinking of when I go to the International Space Station. It's like all those little uh, lights on there are lights made by people in different parts of the world all having their different problems. But at the end of the day, all being human, just, you know, maybe not doing the same thing as everyone else, but still breathing, eating, walking, et cetera, you know? That's that's very true. That's yeah. very true. I've, I've had similar thoughts, I think, when uh, went on a plane. It's mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as high as the ISS, of course, but it's mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're getting close to a city or or, uh, or departing one, you see all those little cars down there driving around, and you just yeah, I have. I've started to wonder. Gee, I wonder what everyone inside the cars is thinking. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what they're talking about. I wonder what this is. Yeah. This has been very philosophical. This segment of the podcast, I like this. Me too. Me yeah. too. All right, let's go on to number one. Number one place, Uncle Drew. What is it? Number, number one. one place. The number one place that I want to go to is not just the number one place I want to go to, but it's also a place I want to visit in a certain way. Uh-huh. And that is Namibia. Oh, and Namibia is, is, as you know, it's in uh, Southwest Africa. It's on the Atlantic yes. coast. I did know that. I knew and that. it's got this enormous desert, the Namib desert. And, there are so many things to see in that desert. Um, there are enormous salt pans, you know, the old dried uh, lakes and oceans that, that aren't there anymore and are now just these amazing salt flats. They call them pans in, uh, in Africa. And uh, there is also a, a particular place that I, that I want to see called Deadlay. And Deadlay is a is a pan also, so it's very flat. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's it's like the 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 surface of the earth is is very flat and very white there, and it is surrounded by these really really large sand dunes. Um, some people think these are the tallest sand dunes in the world, mm-hmm. and in that pan, in that flat pan at the base of these brightly you know red orange sand dunes a long time ago but retain much of their shape and they look stark black mm-hmm. and kind of jagged and there's there aren't very many of them they're scattered around and it looks like it when you see pictures of it it looks as if it couldn't be real it's so the, the color contrasts are so stark and these these black dead trees sticking up out of this flat salty earth with the enormous orange sand dunes behind them it looks like it's some kind of you know computer generated image for a movie set or something like that yeah. uh, but it is a place that you can go and it is a place that you can hike around those dunes and so forth and the the second part of my my answer to this one has to do with how you want to travel there and experience it there are uh, several different outfitting companies in throughout Africa, including Namibia, who, who will outfit you with a, uh, you know, a four-wheel drive land cruiser that's completely oh, equipped with all the camping gear that you would need to go drive around in the desert for a week or two or however long you want to go. And uh, what that enables you to do is not only just travel by yourself between all these amazing places 
and have all this, you know, amazing uh, time with your family or your friends or whoever you choose to go with um, and not really see very many other people ever. And that's interesting. And I love the idea of camping in the desert under uh, that night sky, which I assume because there's no artificial light for hundreds yeah. and hundreds of miles, you probably see every, just an amazing number of stars. And so I, I would like to go to Namibia to experience the Namib desert, drive the coast and, uh, and camp out while doing it. That's my number one. That sounds great. Have we, uh, have you ever heard of um, the Mandalorian, the famous TV show? Yes, I have. Um, so basically in the Mandalorian, it's set on a desert planet. That was reminding me of the Mandalorian a, a little bit or a, a wild west kind of standoff place in between these big sand dunes and trees. Right. But it would also be, it would also be calm at the same time, but uh-huh. yeah, that definitely, that sounds really cool. It sounds very calming. You know, it does. I agree. Yeah. All right. That was, I was not expecting that for your number one. That was a good one though. Thank That's a, that's a good option. Uncle Drew. You thought I was going to say Des Moines. Yes, definitely. Or, um, <laughs> or Maine or something. Like <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's actually Branson. Oh, Branson. Yes. Branson, Missouri. Well, they have shows, you know. Great place. Golf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, wait, you know, um, let me tell you something funny. Uh, the Ghost, there's a podcast I, that inspired me to make this podcast called uh, The Ghost Owners Podcast. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. But um, their host is from Branson. That's really funny that you said that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, let's get to the number one favorite place. Or no, my number one favorite place that I want to go is... Um, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but the Bahamas. All right. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I need to, I need to hear it again. You cut out just for a second. Oh, I did? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So the place I want to go is the Bahamas. All right. I, to be honest, I forgot I was, I switched to the Bahamas and the International Space Station around. So actually International Space Station is my number one. So let's just say this is my number two now, okay? Sorry for the okay. audience. Um, but Bahamas is my number two because um, – the Bahamas, not Bahamas. It's my number two because um, just – I think – like we were talking about in work culture before, that there's there's certain – like in, like if you go to the mountains and ski and everything like that, you have to pack the ski gear. You have to make sure you have all the right stuff. You have to – Go in the lodge. I'm not dissing skiing at any point. The Bahamas, you're just there. The wind is this swaying. The palm trees. Sure, you still have to plan some stuff out, but it just seems much more calm. It seems much more just vacation your way. You can go swimming. You can go get a nice tan. You can go explore the jungles. You can, you know, just do just do what. Not saying do what you want, but saying. It's it's your own way, right? Oh, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a a great vacation, a great place to visit. I mean, think of um, think of what you can see if you if you were snorkeling or if you learned how to scuba dive and yeah, scuba while you were there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I've heard it's a place where you can get certified and dive during the same trip. Oh, really? Right, you can oh. go down and go to a diving school, and they will. Uh, train you and educate you and put you through some some tests to make sure you understand how the equipment works and so forth and you can be you can be diving within a day or so hey, oh, shout out to the bahamas i was thinking america um 
we own some islands and stuff. We own Hawaii. Not we. Me and you don't. We're not the president and vice president. But like, we, well, own... we own a very small piece of it. Yeah. A very small percentage of it, you might say. But I think uh, America should... Um... Does America own the Bahamas? you know? No, the Bahamas are an independent nation. They're independent. Okay, good for yes. them. Hey, good for them. I was saying, good, good job, Bahamas. If we own the Bahamas, that that'd be fun. But that's not. I'm not saying go colonize the Bahamas. Okay, I wasn't saying that. I was saying <laughs> this is just if we owned it, that would be cool. But good for you, Bahamas, for being independent. All right. And I'm glad your podcast isn't uh, taking on an imperialist tone. Yes, of, I am co- of conquest and so forth. Conquest bad on nothing but all. The only conquest thing we want to do is conquest our <laughs> listeners' ears so we can spread the word of nothing but all. <laughs> Agreed. 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 All right. Let's go. That was a nice segment. I like that. All right. Let's go on to our next segment. So random. Or Q&A. I don't know which one it is. But, uh, you know, this is Q&A. So Q&A. What sport or what is a thing that you think you should, should be a professional sport? All right. So if you're listening to this Nothing But All podcast, maybe my editor will edit this out. But the uh, anchor app decided to give up. He, the anchor app, he was done. He said, you guys are done with this episode. But we're going to keep going um, and go back to our question, which was, what is something you think that should be a professional sport? So this is Q&A, the segment. So Uncle Drew, what's something you think should be a professional sport? I think there should be a professional sport that combines a few of these things that I'll describe now. Have you... Uh, ever seen the show Top Chef? Uh, is, it, is it like Chopped? It's, it's very much like Chopped, yes. Yeah, it is I, a competitive I, cooking show. I've pretty much seen it then, yeah. And you've seen Chopped? Yeah, I've seen Chopped. Chopped is the second element here. Oh, okay. The third element is if you're ever uh, tooling around on YouTube and you're looking for something new to enjoy, um, there are plenty of videos showing uh, vendors of street food in other parts of the world who are able to make massive amounts of food in a very short time. So for instance, there'll be a enormous heated cooking surface, maybe, you know, the, the two or three feet across and round and the entire thing is heated and you will see a very skilled uh, street food vendor, you know, cook up 50 different sandwiches all at once, making them all at the same time and then packaging them as he goes and, putting on the sauce and getting the vegetables and toasting the bread just right and doing everything and the fried egg, whatever is involved in the particular sandwich or food. And it's amazing to see how skilled they are and how quickly yep. they can do those things. And I would like to see a professional sport that was much like that. So it would be akin to some of the cooking shows that we're already familiar with, like Chopped and like uh, Top Chef, where competitors are in an arena and they're told what their ingredients are and they're told that they have to make so many portions and it could usually be like a street food vendor number. You have to make 100 of these or you have to make 200 of these and you have 20 minutes. And I'd like to see how quickly or 30 minutes, whatever is appropriate given the dish that's, that's being called for. And I would like to see them compete Mm -hmm. and to see who can do that the best, who can do that the fastest and have it be a professional sport that we can watch. I like that a lot. I have two ideas for you. Can I tell them to you? Please. All right. So I feel like when they uh, they choose these people who are cooking, if you've seen the show Nailed It, uh, that they take everyday kind of people. Yes. To do their food. Um, but on Chopped, I feel like they do more professional chefs. I think we need we need to take actual street vendors. These, these people who are working so hard, giving us our hot dogs, giving us our uh, 
you know, whatever you have in different countries, you know, uh, burritos, whatever street food is in other countries. I think we need to find those hardworking people who are out there. That's their nine to five. And the, those are the people who are on the show. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And it's, it's not just about the quality of the food, but it's also about the speed and being able to do the volume like they do. I think that that would be very difficult for, for most of us to do. And I think that uh, I would really enjoy seeing the people you're describing, the actual street vendors who can grind this out and do this kind of work, compete. Do you think we should judge them on personality or no? Well, well, we really shouldn't do that. You know, I mean, not everyone has the same personality. Not everyone is yeah. likable to everyone else. But yeah. um, we could we could at least have a meet and greet afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, what I'm saying is like if, if they're really mean, I don't think they should they should have to get points off. But like as long as they're nice, you know. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And my second choice is, or option my second uh, comment idea is there's, we're going to be making a lot of food, right? Let's yes. To some of the food, to the people who need the food, you know, maybe we take it to a homeless shelter or something like that afterward. I think that'd be fun. I agree. A good part of the show could, could include the fact that this food is not just being created. It's not just being created in volume and quickly, but then it is mm-hmm. immediately trucked over to somewhere that needs it, whether it's a shelter or whether it's a food pantry or whether, sent to a fundraiser but but that it's right that that it's not wasted and that it's given to people who need it and it would be a very good element of the show i think and it could also maybe use that aspect of the show to raise awareness about a particular charity or a shelter or people who need some help and um, have a good altruistic altruistic perspective yes definitely all right so i really like your idea i really do i think that would be really fun um, all right, mine is a lot, a little bit different from a nice charity cooking show. All right, so uh, just be ready, okay? All right. I'm ready. All right, so have you ever played the game uh, PUBG? I have not. All right, have you ever played the game Fortnite? I am familiar with it. I've watched it played, but I've not played it. Okay. Have you ever played the game Warzone? No, I have not. All right, so basically what all three of these games have in common is that they are a battle royale type of game where you are on a plane or a bus above a island and you and a 99 other players will jump out of the plane and parachute down onto the island, which has weapons, medical supplies, vehicles, and you will all fight to the death. Um, but we wouldn't be fighting to the death in this, in what we're doing. Um, and so you all take each other out and build and just kind of, it's a battle royale. That's what a battle royale is. So what I'm saying is you get a, we get a real life battle royale, but no, this would be airsoft. We wouldn't be sending. This is not Hunger Games style. This would be airsoft, and so we we find this big, nice, big forest, plant weapons and golf carts and buggies and airsoft guns and all all the stuff on this island, and take a hundred everyday people. All right. So I'm not saying no. We're not taking the the ex Navy SEAL because he's gonna destroy everyone. Obviously, we take. The mom of seven kids. All right, I feel like she would probably do the best in there. The mom of seven kids. She, I like would she would do really good. And we we get a helicopter, or multiple helicopters, and they'll drop jump out of the plane and then fight each other, but like with airsoft guns, and there wouldn't be actual violence. And like a certain amount of airsoft hits would mean you're dead and stuff like that. And it'd be commentated. It'd be a big thing, uh, and stuff like that. So, does, what do you think about that, Uncle Drew? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. 
I think that's a great idea. I think that that you would have a lot of takers. You know, there would be, I think, a lot of people who would be interested in that. There would be, and that would make for some really great competition. Yeah, I think it would definitely be interesting because uh, that's that's like uh, Hunger Games. You know, that's what Hunger Games was pretty much—just a battle royale. Right. It would be uh, it would be gripping to play and gripping to watch. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I maybe maybe we could have some sort of inter because in Hunger Games you have the the supply drops, if I'm incorrect. Um, you, you're, you're a massive fan of the Hunger Games, Uncle Drew. As I definitely, yes, I read it. I, uh, I, I liked. Uh huh. Wait, are you, are you being serious, Uncle Drew? You faded out on me for just a moment. Oh, I did. I apologize. So you're, you're being serious. You did actually like the, the movie and every, and the, read the books and everything. I did. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I thought I thought I thought you were being sarcastic, like you had never seen. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I, I did. I did. I uh, I like to think I'm a, I'm a good consumer of, of popular culture. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe the um, I'm pretty sure I haven't read Hunger Games in a minute, but I'm pretty sure they're like you can give supply drops to people so that they can they have stuff in it that needs it. And I'm I'm saying this is this isn't a one day thing. This is a a multiple day. Yeah. You you they give you food. You eat out there. We, we put in bad weather conditions, like we put in rain and snow and stuff. You just got to survive. Mm-hmm. It could, this could go on for weeks. That's true. That's and maybe true. Maybe it's like uh, it's Squid Squid Game style, which I I have never seen Squid Game. I've heard it's very violent, so maybe don't watch it. Do but do what you want. Um, but maybe at the end you get a thousand dollars or something like that. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I think that uh, you'd have a lot of takers. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not saying this to promote violence. I don't think we should go uh, actually kill each other. This is airsoft. This is fun. This is just entertainment, you know. I agree. This is uh, this is not a little bit different from gym class. Yeah, dodgeball. Right. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was the episode, Uncle Drew. Thank you so much for coming on. Nolan, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I mean it when I say I'm a, a fan of the podcast, and uh, I'm really lucky to have been invited. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're you're welcome on here anytime. So if you ever wanna come on again, I'm down. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. So when we go to Japan. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. I'm gonna end this off here, okay? Take care, Nolan. All right. This has been the nothing but Nolan pot wait. Uh thank I forgot the outro. Um this is thank you for listening. Uh please make sure to leave a five star review and share. This has been the Nothing But Nolan Podcast. Bye.